This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Welcome to the Counter Narrative Podcast, a show designed to change the way we talk and think about education. By sharing stories of successes and triumphs, we aim to challenge the dominant narrative that often negatively portrays our disenfranchised populations. I'm your host, Charles Williams, an urban educator for more than 15 years, a current school principal in Chicago, an educational consultant, an equity advocate, and the co-host of Inside the Principal's Office. Let's get started. Hey, have you heard the news? Inside the Principal's Office has released a book, a best-selling new release on Amazon. This book is perfect for any current or aspiring educational leader. Broken down into 40 weeks, this book is filled with reflections and practical advice from three educational administrators and provides space for reflection to facilitate growth. Join other leaders from around the world who have already ordered their copies to join in on upcoming book studies and workshops. Order your copy on Amazon today. In this episode, I chat with Trelane Clark, the principal at Hooks Elementary School in Chelsea, Massachusetts, a city adjacent to Boston. She has been serving in education for 25 years in public, private, urban, and suburban schools. She believes that building relationships is central to the work that educators must do. Her personal mission is to stay grounded in faith while learning through life's experiences that empower her to empower others. Trelane's professional mission is to inspire educators to teach from the heart, model resiliency, lead with integrity, value relationships, and ensure equity for all. She serves as the Vice President of Black Women Education Leaders Incorporated and was a contributing author to Women Who Lead, featuring School Principals, Volume 2. During our conversation, we discussed the importance of shifting away from deficit thinking, not only for our students, but for ourselves as well. When we begin to focus on our abilities and begin operating within our purpose, anything is possible. And the same is true for our students. While we can focus on their gaps in learning, we can also identify the strengths that they are bringing into our classrooms. If self-doubt prevents success, then we not only need to shift our thinking, but that of our students. Trelane also talks about the need to look for the silver linings and to have joy in the work that we are doing. Yes, there is much that is wrong, but there is also plenty that is right. We close out the conversation by discussing the need to know students' names, strengths, and stories. Do you know all of your students? Can you identify them by name? Can you identify something unique about each one? Let's jump in to hear more about this challenge and how Trelane is countering the narrative. 
All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Counter Narrative Podcast. Excited, as always, to be here and doing another episode, and of course, connecting with people that I have had the honor and privilege of spending time with in the virtual space. Um, The guest that we have today, she and I met uh, via a, a Wednesday chat, which morphed over into Voxer, and that's really where our conversation stayed, and so I'm very happy that we're finally connecting here. Um, had a little bit of a principal conversation before we got started because the life of a principal, it's, it is something. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to you, Principal Trelane. If you could do me a favor and just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, how you got into education, and the one thing that I love the most, something interesting about yourself. Hmm. Okay. Well, thank you, Charles. I'm super excited to be here. I consider it an honor and thank you so much for inviting me. Um, So I am an elementary school principal. Um, I work in a small city called Chelsea, Massachusetts, Um, and I am a native of Boston. So I live in Boston as well. Um, I have been in education for 25 years this year. Um, So that is super exciting for me. (laughs) I remember being about 10 years in thinking, am I going to make it to 30, to 20, (laughs) to 25, 30? So I'm I'm really excited. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. Um, And um, let's see, I... um, You said something that um, interesting uh, fact about me. Um, So I guess the interesting fact is that I was born and raised in Boston. And as you can see, I do not have a Bostonian accent. No, no, you do not. And I'm very proud of that. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to come out like the Mad Damon, like, you know, I park my car. Like, I can't do it. I can when I need to, but I try to like steer clear. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. We, my wife and I went to Boston I want to say it was like three, four years ago now, um, right around the time, actually, right, right about now, this weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. this weekend, three or four years ago, we went, she um, is a lover of things like paranormal. So we actually went to Boston and then we went up to Salem. Salem, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, so she's a huge fan of Hocus Pocus and the witches. And so yeah. we spent a weekend out there and I, it was it was a great time. And we did, we found somebody with the authentic like Boston accent and she was just like, there it is. <laughs> yes, when it's real, it's unmistakable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, Chilean, I I, I want to say before we jump in, obviously it's October, and as a principal to another principal, I appreciate you. It is National, you know, Principal Appreciation Month, and we don't we don't get a lot of appreciation. So definitely want to say I appreciate you, and and especially twenty five years. That's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you too. You got to give it back to each other. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Can I ask how long uh, have you been in the principalship? So I am a first year pandemic principal. So this is my second year as Ah. a principal. Yes. So So I call it the remix. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I was going to say you cut, you cut your chops during a pandemic. Like that's. I did. Yes. Man. (laughs) Kudos to you doing that. If you're still here after that, like that's. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember having teachers and stuff come in during the, and I was like, look, if you can survive this, like you're good. Like yeah. you're... it really is true. Yeah. Yeah. Well But this is my dream job. So, you know, I it took a pandemic to give me my dream job. So I wanted to be a principal when I was fourteen years old. Nice. Um, so this was this was it. And I said, Okay, if it took a pandemic, then 
all right, we'll just go with it. There you go. There's, there's your silver lining to the to the yes. chaos, right? That's wonderful, cool. wonderful. Uh, so, of course, we are here to have a conversation about the counter narrative, right? We we know, and especially spending as much time in education as we have, there, there's a lot of negative conversations out there. When we sit down to discuss data, when we're discussing just education in general. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if you could share with us an experience that you may have had where you're like, hey, no, look, here's a positive. I know, right, a lot of people say negative things around this, but here's my experiences and here's a positive. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I feel like I try to do that every day. <laughs> um, you know, because this right now, this is the, the hardest time in education, mm-hmm. I think, for um for teachers, for students, for families, and then for leaders. And so we're all going through, but in in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that trying to find those silver linings, trying to find those opportunities to to have joy is super important. Um, so, I mean, I think that even in conversations with my teachers, you know, it's like, yes, we know that our students are coming in with, with schooling loss. And I do not like the term learning loss. Yeah. I don't believe that learning was lost. Um, I do believe that there's been ex- schooling experiences that they've lost, right? Um, however, they, the students have come back with like all this vigor and, and they are just, they're, they're vibrant and they are so excited to be in school. And, um, you know, they're just like, hi, Principal Clark. I just walk in the cafeteria and it's like, you would think that I was like Michelle Obama, you know, (laughs) but, you know, but but I think it's just that uh, those, those opportunities that they have not had. And so they are just really, really just digging into them. Um, and so when we're talking about the needs that students have, um, I'm always, you know, trying to ask people to think about what are they bringing? What do they have? So let's not focus on what skills they do not have. Yes, we need to know what they are because we need to try to, to to build up and accelerate that learning. However, we don't need to remediate. It, it doesn't, it's, it's not going to support our students and actually what I think it will do and, and research has been already been done that if we try to remediate, then we're going to continue to have an opportunity and an achievement gap. And we we definitely don't need that. No, absolutely. I, I'm I'm glad you said that. See, there's a, absolutely. We talked about that earlier. So then <laughs> I, just, I was like, there, there it is. But it works. It's done. I got my one out. We're done. We're done. <laughs> um, so I, I love the fact that you bring up this this strength kind of focus on the strengths. I know we've been having a lot of conversations around it. I know we're on the uh, inside the principal's office show we just talked about it and. It's absolutely true. It, it is so easy to say, well, they don't have X, Y, and Z, a family home or whatever it may be. And it's like, yeah, but what are we going to do about that? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and those things may be true, but they're also coming in equipped with many, many things. And how can we capitalize on that? And, yeah. and, and I, again, teacher, my teachers ask me all the time, well, you were supposed to move forward, but there's these gaps, right? How do we mm-hmm. balance that? And it, it, it's a challenging thing because yeah, if we only focus on these gaps, well, we're, we're still trying to move forward and we're exactly. never, ever going to get caught up. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm curious in, in that time then with and having these conversations with teachers, do you have any of, uh, you know, that, that story that you like to share with people to say like, yeah, Principal Clark, that that's all fine and dandy, but is it real? Like, do you have any of those shining examples where you reach into your pocket and like, yeah, no, here, this was something that actually happened. 
Ooh, story. So, <laughs> um, I think my life is full of stories. Um, so I guess, I guess the, you know, I, I guess maybe the, the story of even coming into, you know, have, getting my dream job. Um, I spent about, uh, nine years as an assistant principal. Um, and that was not because I was trying to stay. <laughs> for nine years as assistant principal. Um, but uh, once I started like seriously looking for a principalship and really feeling like this was definitely the next step for me, mm-hmm. um, it, it seemed like the universe just collaborated with me and it, it was really amazing. So I was, um, I had got, I got a phone call out of the blue from someone that I had a, not a deep relationship with, just just an acquaintance, um, and said, "Hey, I, I have a job for you." And I said, "Okay." I said, "Did you know that I was looking for a job?" And she said, "No." She said, "I just saw this and I thought of you, so you need to apply." So when things like that happen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You just kind of go, okay, and you hit send. And that's that's just what you do. And um, it's just been so wonderful because I feel like I've landed in a great place, um, you know, with, with super supportive um, administration and, and great, great kids and families and teachers, really strong teachers. So, um, you know, and, and of course, not everything is rosy everywhere we go, right? It's not rainbows and unicorns. Um, but the opportunities for growth, um, are really, I think, what what helps me every day. Um, even the days where it's tough, um, the days where it it goes so smoothly, you go, "Wait, did that? Did that really? Am I, am <laughs> did, I, that am really I <laughs> did I miss something?" <laughs> but uh, but I think it's it's those it's those opportunities to to look at, um, you know, how far we've come and all the things that we've been through and that we're able to to speak into the lives of others, to speak into the lives of our students and the lives of our families. Um, I, I, I remember, and I'm thinking about it, I remember that um, I had a conversation with a parent and the parent was really, um, really struggling at, at home with some, some family situations. And um, I, I have had the opportunity to actually tell a little bit of my personal story to that parent. And, you know, she was so incredibly grateful and that someone actually understood what she was going through. And it, it became such a great relationship after that. And she knew that it was just about the connection with me was going to help her to help her son improve. And it actually did. So those things are really what kind of just keeps me in this game. <laughs> I, I have. Have you read the book, the um, the Alchemist? I have not. I've heard a lot about it. Yeah. Though. So first of all, I would highly recommend it. So um, uh, I, I don't know if he's watching or if he's listening, Asael. Um, so Asael Rubakaba, down from Texas, he yeah. has been posting all these books he's been reading, uh-huh. um, and one of them was The Alchemist. I was like, that seems interesting. So we had a lab or we were creating a lab in my building and all kinds of stuff's in there. And we, we've had stuff for years and we're cleaning it out, getting rid of things. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, there was the book, the alchemist. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's strange. Cause I just said <laughs> I wanted to read it and there it is. And then I read mm-hmm. it and it mm-hmm. talks in that book about that. When you 
give in to your purpose when you say this is what I want to do, that the universe conspires to help you. And so as as you were telling your story, it's like, wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we we spend so much time pushing back, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And 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 even the experiences that we have, and and where we feel that others are not necessarily pushing us forward, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's it it really is that heart that is so huge and having maintaining that passion like regardless of the situations and and even sometimes people who are not uh who are not your cheerleaders sometimes you know um it's really saying you know i'm so convicted (laughs) that this is what i'm supposed to be doing i literally don't have any other thing that i want to do um and and I've I and I've not really even had opportunities to so it, that even just kind of further deepens the fact that education is is what I'm supposed to be doing in life. Mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, it and, and it makes me wonder because I'm seeing a connection here. We just talked about this idea of a growth mindset, focusing on our strengths. You know, not 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 ignoring so much, but not hyper focusing on our weaknesses. We do it for not just our students, but for ourselves. And we allow those fears that we have to prevent us from pursuing our purposes, from pursuing our passions, you know, and, and the, then the universe isn't conspiring then because it's waiting on us. And we're like, how come it, it's not happening? Mm-hmm. So I'm curious in, in your experience with these things, because we're talking about it. We we both had those experiences. Why do you think so many people, not necessarily just educators, but people in general focus on the negative and, and don't, you know, uplift the positive. Mm, wow. Um, hopefully I make a lot of money if I answer this question. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to set it up for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, you know, I, I think, unfortunately, that our, our society and just our acculturation kind of lives in negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's why it's so hard to push through it to get to the positivity, right? Um, so much we can say, okay, that went wrong, or that's going to go wrong, or I'm worried about this, or you know, that can't happen. So all all of all of that, I think, is why there's so much. There's such a huge movement towards positivity, towards you know, um, working for for good and, and thinking that things will work out for your good, um, and then transmitting that to others. You know, you've got all kinds of folks on Instagram and everywhere. You know, posting positivity quotes. You've got even a um, there's a a major. I forget what school it was, but um, a school leader that I knew. She has a degree in positive psychology. Hmm. Like I didn't even know that was a thing <laughs> you know but um and it's it so it really suited her because she was very much a positive person <laughs> that, that would be an interesting um, major to positivity yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> but i think it's so important so that we can actually like live this life you know we we it's there's so many things that go wrong uh, you know like i said it's not like everything is perfect all the yeah. time I've I've been through things. We've all been through things, but I think always looking for that gem, that nugget that can say, you know what? Yes, this happened, and as opposed to yes, this happened, but mm. I like that. You're, you're you're leading into my other question, but it's okay. We we could come back to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. You know, it, it just 
it, it reminds me of I, I've, and I'm sure as a principal, right? We we have students who enter our buildings, and the student brings with them a history, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's very easy for the staff in our building to look at that student without knowing the student and saying, uh-huh. well their paperwork says this or their IEP says that or and we create this idea of who the person is. And so mm. not too mm. long ago, I started a practice when those students come into my building, I we sit down and I could see the kids nervous. All these people are there. And I said, well, tell me about yourself. Right. What What are you good at? And they mm. just look and like, what? what? And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to know who you are. What are you yeah. good at? Like, I, I see the paperwork. I know all the bad. And I'll ask you about the bad. But I want to know what's good there. I want to know what you're good at. Who's the real student sitting in front of me? And, and it's my hope that it starts to reshape the perceptions. Because now you have a student who might sit there who's, I don't know, very articulate or saying, I really enjoy doing this. or And they're like, oh, but the paperwork doesn't say any of this. Like, no, mm. no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Yeah. So I I just I love the fact that you're 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 talking about this, you know, the the not but but the and. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um it's interesting. I think being a, a school leader versus being a teacher, because in in that regard, because as a teacher, you're kind of expected to look into the students' files and find out all of these mm-hmm. things about your students, right? Um, and then as a principal, you've got 502 lovelies and there's no way you're going into every single one's file, right? So we get the opportunity to actually interact with them in the hallway and get a piece of their story, in the cafeteria Mm -hmm. and get a piece of their story, you know, outside at at arrival or dismissal, right? So it's, I think I actually, I love that because I can get something sometimes that a teacher might not get, right? And I'm always talking to teachers about the importance of building relationships. And I'm still working on that. I'll always continue to be working on that. But I'm so grateful for those really authentic, you know, snapshots that I can get sometimes of students so that we can really try to get to know who they are and their strengths. Um, our district has a theme this year, actually, and it's um, knowing our students by name, strength, and story. Mm. And so we're working on being able to do that. You know, we, we, we it's so important, too, because as we were talking about earlier, looking at all the things that the kids don't have or they are, you know, struggling with. But what are what are they good at? You know, um, and what is the aspect of their story? And then being able to share parts of our name and our strengths and our stories with them as well, because that that goes both ways. And that's actually what I think really um really defines the relationship because I've given you a piece of me and now you're able and feel comfortable enough to give yourself, a, give me a piece of yourself. You, you know, I'm not sure if you're familiar and I'm sure you are, right? We, we, we have very similar circles, uh, but Sloan. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sloan. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, you know, I told her, I said, I always have to give her credit now because instead of saying relationships, she and I, we talked about rapport. Right, which takes mm. it to a deeper level to say it's not just that we we get along, right? A relationship, mm. but rapport is it's mutual respect, 
right? Mm -hmm. You give Mm -hmm. me and I give you, and then it builds this mutual respect, this mutual trust, which is a lot deeper than just a relationship because you could have a relationship Mm -hmm. with almost anybody, but you don't have rapport with everybody. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really deep. Yeah. I love that. you know, so I, I'm curious, what are some of the things that you're, you're doing? And, and I know this is a tangent, but I'm, I just want to know. You said names, <laughs> strengths, and strengths stories. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you have 500 something kids in your building. So what are you doing to try to go beyond names to strengths and stories? I'm still working on it, honestly. It's, a, it's 500 <laughs> um, kids. <That's... laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think my my favorite thing is is going into classrooms to read, to do a read aloud, because then that really helps me to dig into that. Um, and kids get a chance to ask me questions, and then I get to ask them questions. Um, and and that that's, that's the real beauty, again, of being a school leader, because you can kind of go in and you float in and out, right? Um, but... Um, but also, yes, obviously with conversations with teachers, just to kind of get a little glimpse of what they are learning about students, that's always really helpful. Um, and really, the cafeteria. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get to know a lot about kids in the cafeteria, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're sharing, you know, oh, you know, I'm going to... Um, going to Chuck E. Cheese for my birthday or, you know, my birthday's in April or, you know, I got a new dog. And, you know, so they'll just randomly, you know, say those things. Um, so that's also very, very helpful. And and uh, I get to share little things about my children, you know, when I hear connections to things that they are telling me. So um, I, I don't really have a, a defined strategy necessarily, um, but I'm really just trying to get students to... Um, to just see me as a part of their school experience and and not just this, you know, the scary principal in the mm-hmm. office. Like I don't I don't want that. Um, and uh, I I think it's it's hard. Some kids are just kind of like they just know like what is the principal? I don't you know oh there's the principal <laughs> yeah. and it's just like yeah. you know no like yes I'm the principal but I'm all I'm here to support you just like your teachers and I'm here to support your teachers. Um, and uh, it, it's 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 definitely definitely something that I'm continuing to work on. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, yeah. but it's a lot of fun to just be able to do that. Well, I know you said that you don't have a specific strategy, but it does sound like you're saying, hey, look, I'm just spending time with my kids. And, and I mean, it, yeah. I, it's like having those conversations. I don't know if you do, but I do with my district where they're like, well, I need that. And I'm like, I'm, I'm doing this thing. You can't really like put it on a paper, right? Like I'm right. spending time yeah. with my I kids. Guess- How do I capture that? Like, yeah, there's no spreadsheet <laughs> for that. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. You know, I pride myself, and I, and I have far less students than you, by the way, so it's a little mm-hmm. easier. Um, but, you know, they I pride myself on knowing every single student's name. They say it to me all the time. How do you know all of our names? I say, it's part of my job. But I'm going to yeah. now challenge myself, so I appreciate you, to say, what's the strength in a story? Can I, can I say yeah. something about every kid? Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, I can call you by name, but do I know right. something? You know, beyond beyond that piece of paper, beyond what your report says, do I know something about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 still working on it and getting to know my my babies. So well, I, I appreciate the the suggestion and, and and the challenge, even if that wasn't your intention. It is now. So thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So you know, Chalene, I know, and and I can't believe like we're we're already almost at a half an hour here. This conversations fly by. 
Um, so as, as we're having conversations here, you know, if if you were to give an educator, I know I said, you know, some things you, you were saying, you don't have a specific strategy. But if there's somebody who's listening, right, we've talked a lot about focusing on strengths, students as well as our own, right, recognizing that whatever entities or powers that may be, that they're pushing us towards a destination. And just as much as we have to figure out what are our strengths and live in those so we could reach them, we've got to do the same thing for our students. And, it, and sometimes it's scary, as you just you said, right? It's the world in which we live harbors on negativity. All you have to do is turn on the morning news and we know that. So yeah. if you were to give educators just one tip, one idea to say, hey, your students have all of these strengths. You have all of these strengths. This is how you can begin to identify those and recognize them and amplify them on a daily basis. What would one tip or idea be? Um, I would have to say that the people that see you in the work and the people that see you outside of the work who can name those strengths, listen to Mm. them. Listen to them. Because we can be such harsh critics and I am like award winner, you know, number one on that. But when people say something to you and say, you know, wow, that was, that was really amazing how you did that. You know, um, you, you have to take that, you have to own that and know that if they didn't really believe that chances are they wouldn't have Mm -hmm. said it. Right. And so, and also the people that don't see you in your work environment, but actually know you as a person thinking about those strengths that they see in you and translating those and taking those with you into your work, then that allows you to be more authentically you. And that's exactly what your students and teachers need. That's powerful. That is powerful. I, 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 I feel you because I'm that person. You know, I recently I was in a space with my my, my co-host Mac and he was talking and I, and I remember telling my wife this because he was talking about me and I was sitting there like the awkward happy birthday. Like, I don't I don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> and she was like, but babe, it's all true. I was like, but it's weird hearing it because I think, like you said, you we're so accustomed to giving that out and, and, and loving on other people that when it comes to us, if we're not ready for it, we're like, wait, what do we yeah. do with this? Yeah. Yeah. That literally happened to me yesterday. So that's like dawned. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Did, did you, yeah, did you accept well, it? I did. And I had to actually think about it and I'll even share it. Um, it we were having a conversation with a parent and, and actually two difficult conversations mm-hmm. with parents. Um, and, um, one of the one of the staff members that was in the meeting with me afterwards, she said, "You you were just amazing. That this though how you were able to capture the parent and to you know to get into their heads a little bit, to give them a little bit of your your own experiences. Like that was just masterful." And I was like, "Hmm, 
Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I said, actually, I think that that is something that I'm, I'm fairly good at, you know, and I don't, I don't do that very often, but I had to really think back and of all the times that I've had conference con- conversations and, and conferences with families, even when I was a teacher, um, I, I, I really think that I can pride myself on, on being able to deliver tough mm-hmm. news. To, to families, but also to encourage them um, and to, to give them some hope that things are going to get better. Nice. I love it. So. Well, I'll tell you what, I have a scheduled meeting coming up with a challenging parents. So I'm going to be calling you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Once you're in my PLN, I got you. <laughs> I love it. Well, that, well, so there you go, right? So I, I accepting accepting the, the the accolades from those around us um, learning to accept it as uncomfortable as it may be, but also giving those out, right? As teachers, making sure that mm-hmm. we are doing the same thing for our students because the the chances are they're not always hearing it. And as we've mm-hmm. talked about in the show before, right, there, there's enough negative conversations and conversations that they've probably internalized and said, well, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. So they may be mm-hmm. just as uncomfortable hearing, hey, you're good at that. Like, why are you saying that? What are you up to? Yeah, you know, sure. and then of course yeah. we as leaders modeling that by doing the same thing for our teachers, and, and never hesitating to give them praise so they understand that and give praise to their their own students. So, absolutely. absolutely. See, see, you were nervous about this. That was uh, you didn't hear my absolutely. <gasps> I didn't. <laughs> okay. I, I I was being very cognizant not to say – for those of you listening, they're like, what are they talking about? I, I admitted earlier that I, I realized that I used the word absolutely a lot. So I tried very hard to get it – say it one time this episode. And, I mean, that was twice, but it wasn't used in context. So it's only once. But <laughs> you, did, you, you did well. And, and then I Thank backed you, you Thank up. You. So. See, I'm, I'm accepting. I'm accepting. <laughs> Oh, Trelaine, it has been a pleasure connecting with you. And and I'm sure, and I'm hoping, and if the oh. listeners, if they don't think, it, I, I had a pleasure, so whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> so how can they get in touch with you? Because I'm sure they did. I'm sure they're like, this woman is phenomenal. I, I want to be able to connect with her. So what are some ways they can find you? How can they connect with you? Yeah, so um, uh, Twitter is probably okay. a good place. Um, it's at Trey Clark Leads um, on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Uh, and it's probably the best ones. Um, I do have a blog. I need to ramp it up, but it's uh, TreyClarkLeads.com. Clark, Trey wonderful, wonderful. So if you are out there on the socials, please make sure that you connect. Um, and I will, of course, include that information in the show notes so you can find it there as well. Shalane, I just want to say thank you. Um, you know, thank you for being, of course, a guest on the show, um, helping me to have an amazing evening after a hectic day and a rushed commute. I appreciate that. Yeah. But more importantly, thank you for the 25 years that you have committed to education and that you are continuing to commit. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. I want to thank you for listening to the Counter Narrative Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to like, subscribe, 
and of course, share it with friends and family. I'd also love to hear your thoughts about the show, so please leave a comment or two as well. Now, I'm not sure what platform you're using, but the show can be found on Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and plenty of other platforms. If the show isn't on your preferred site, let me know, and I'll be sure to get it up and running. This podcast is also featured on schoolrubric.com, where you can find educational articles, videos, and interviews with educators from around the globe. Be sure to connect with me and other listeners by following the show on Twitter at the CN Podcast and joining the show's Facebook group. Take care.